Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And it is a wonderful evening. It's been a gorgeous spring day. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're actually uh, getting, we're, our, the snow's melting again. <laughs> and um, we're supposed to have a gorgeous week. So I'm excited about that. Um uh, it may not be spring and where you're from, but we're going to be happy in our hearts regardless of whatever the weather is. But if it's good, we're going to really appreciate that. So I'm going to talk today about challenging and changing your default programming. Uh, and, you know, we are more than our programming, but our programming affects how we see everything. It actually affects our reality. And the word of God, scripture says, as we think in our hearts, so are we. And so that's our experience. And so a lot of times we know the truth, uh, but the truth doesn't feel like the truth. And so we don't experience the truth. And, you know, I think this is a lot of the problems that we've suffered in Christianity. Uh, um, a lot of the places uh, where I came from, and I came from kind of word of faith background. And so we were all about the word and faith and all of that, which is good uh, until it's not, <laughs> until you land in a ditch. And one of the problems we had is that we kind of knew what the, the truth was, but where the truth wasn't manifesting or we didn't believe it, we, we kind of felt like really guilty and and like our faith was wrong or we had to grind harder or we just felt condemned, right? And so, and then we'd look at people who the stuff seemed to be manifesting that, well, their faith is so much better than ours or whatever. And, you know, and it got to be this sneaky works program or this sense that because it's already finished, if we're not experiencing the fullness of whatever that is, um, you know, there's something wrong with us, right? And so you kind of, you kind of hid behind church face and you, you know, you, you confess things, but you weren't really authentic, maybe, or maybe you were, <laughs> but it wasn't something that was prized. Like to have a, a problem was a problem, right? And, and, um, and I'm not saying that, you know, having a problem is not problematic because obviously, we want to enjoy our lives, but you know, we're human beings and we're going through stuff and, and, and there, there are things that we're grappling with. And yeah. And so, um, and so in that place where say bias stripes were healed and the healing's not manifesting, well, it doesn't mean that that's not true. It means that that truth has not become your default programming. And guess what? There's no condemnation Christ Jesus. That's actually not allowed. Okay. Romans 8, 1. In Christ, there is no condemnation, right? For those who are in Christ Jesus. And guess what? The, the entire cosmos is in, is in Christ. God created the cosmos. He didn't like whip it out apart from him. We're all in Christ, but we're, we're, we're experiencing different levels of awareness of what that is and what that means. And all of that. So, uh, yeah. So let's start to unpack this because, um, uh, what we struggle with 
uh, are the areas where maybe our default programming is not in line with what God is saying is true. Uh, when we talk about a default, a default is, let me give, give you the definition here. I actually looked it up for us. Um, a default, a selection made usually automatically or without active consideration. And sometimes it's due to a lack of viable alternative, or sometimes it's just because that's what's been programmed in there. And so when you're default programming, that is your go-to. Like, uh, for example, let's use the bias stripes on heel. So if in your heart of hearts, if in your inner man, in your subconscious realm, you are gelling with the fact that I'm the healed, uh, that my stripes, I was healed. And so whatever's going around is going to have to bow down to the, the truth that I'm healed, right? And that is your default programming. It's going to be really a no-brainer, right? For that to materialize at some point, because you might know uh, in your conscious mind, which is a tiny portion of how we function in our being, um, you might know that by stripes we were healed. But if in your subconscious realm, uh, you know, maybe uh, when you were four, you prayed for your Aunt Betty and they died. Well, that little four-year-old is saying, well, hell no, <laughs> because we prayed and Aunt Betty died. So no. <laughs> and so guess what? This subconscious realm, which functions a lot faster than the conscious realm, will undermine what you believe here. So it's going to be very hard to eke out a healing. Okay. Um, but when your default is, well, Heck yeah, I'm healed, right? Of course, it's a no-brainer, right, that I'm healed. Then it's going to be easy to bring the fruit of healing to pass. And this goes through with any any reality um, that is going on here. So, sorry. Um, so let's talk about this. So how do we get a default? How do we get a God default? Right. So what is God saying? I don't think Jesus is like clutching at himself trying to, okay, yeah, by my stripes, the, my, my kids are healed. He's just not grappling with this. This is why we use the faith of Christ and that requires ministry. So the truth that we know in our conscious realm is gelling with the truth that we have in the inner man and we're congruent. We're congruent. We're integrous with ourselves. And so as we think in our hearts, so are we. And so we automatically manifest what we truly believe. Now, this is not a condemnation thing. It's not allowed to be that, but it is diagnostic. So if there's something, or maybe let's use a different one. Uh, let's say uh, the truth of that I'm valuable or that I'm safe or that it's safe to be in my body. People that have been, say, uh, raped or tormented may, may, may not, their bodies, it may not be safe to be in their bodies, okay? You know, areas where we have trauma, okay? Or say you grew up in poverty, and that was traumatic for you. And so when God says, you know, I'll provide for all of my needs, that I'll give you the desires of your heart, well, that's really hard to overcome. So, what happens is, is when, when we're not living life more abundant to the full till it overflows, well, that's just diagnostic. So in the place where we're not living 
in peace, when we're not living in fullness, um, because it is something that God has, has, has made available to us, then that means there's something in our thinking that's not congruent with what God is saying. Otherwise, let me think, oh, God's a liar. And since the last time I checked, he's truth. Uh, that cannot be that. But, but when the truth doesn't feel like truth, um, that's diagnostic and it just needs ministry. It needs the ministry of the one who is love, the one who loved you and gave himself up for you, the one who is truth, the one who is freedom, right? The one who is light, who is love, right? And so, and, and that's where we break down. So how do we start to grapple with this? Well, I wanted to, um, give you some, just some things to chew on. And I, I was looking up, um, you know, different, different things that brilliant people that were tracking a lot with what God was saying, even if they weren't Christians. It's amazing how God speaks through non-Christians. It's amazing how God speaks through donkeys and rocks and even me. I love it. I'm so excited. Um, so, um, from uh, Lao Tzu, he said, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. This is really tracking with the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. But how are those being man manifested? Well, we're being unveiled. We're being transfigured. What by the renewing of our mind? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this gentleman was really tracking with God, right? Isn't that beautiful? Uh, so um, let's read it in the Passion Translation, Romans 12, 2. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This is getting upgraded with our thinking and upgraded with our default thinking. Listen, if if Jesus... In the area of my struggles, if we put Jesus's brain in mind with how he thought, right, um, it just would not be an issue very quickly, right? And so, but happily, we're able to do that, just not quite as Frankensteinian, okay? <laughs> All right? So, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, I love that, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. God intended for you to live a beautiful life, even if it started out really crappy, right? Isn't that amazing how, how that works? And so God is able to redeem that. That's what he's doing. So if your life started out crappy and, you know, different people have stories, I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, the fact that you're not postal is a testimony to the grace of God. And I feel that way about 50% of the people that I minister to because I hear their stories and I'm like, dang, that's wow. Right. And, but God is able to trend. He's able to, to do the beauty for ashes and, and really uh, not just, you know, religious BS. Okay. Um, that word, do not be conformed, do not be squeezed into the mold of this present age. It's the word aeon. And he was actually talking about the age of the law. But whatever age, quote unquote, you're in, you know, we, we live in a society that impacts us, right? And so if we're impacted 
um, uh, we are able to, um, uh, to decide how we're going to respond, but it's easier to respond. You know, you have something in you that's solid when your reaction is a lovely reaction. And, you know, it's interesting. I recently had something happen and my reaction wasn't so lovely. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't hideous, but I thought, that's not really lovely, Catherine. That's, yeah, okay. We need some work. <laughs> and I realized that I was harboring some, some just mild unforgiveness from this person. And so I had, I let the Lord deal with me on that, not in a bad way. But you know what? If I'm going to be conformed to the image of Christ, guess what? There's some ugly that needs to go. And for you too. <laughs> this is a level playing ground, right? So this is the way that we're being challenged. And one of the ways God is constantly challenging our mindsets and our ways of being. Um, and you know, it's really interesting, even when, uh, Christ was in the wilderness, right? And, um, and the, the enemy, however you define that, okay, um, was saying, did God say, did God say, did God say? And you know what? The thing is, is like, what did God say? Oh yeah, God said this. And there are things that God has said to you, that he's spoken to you personally, that he wants you to put front and center and keep on chewing on, keep on chewing on and keep on chewing on until that becomes a part of your default way of thinking, right? Um, because he gave you that for a reason. And I know um, there was a, a time when the Lord, in changing my default ways of, of being in ways that I was insecure or thought I was ugly or thought I was um, shameful or thought I was powerless or thought I didn't have a voice or all the different jacked up things that we get, right? Especially, it looks really jacked up when you get on the other side of it. But when you're under it, you may know it's crazy, but it sure feels like the truth. And that's what delusion is. That's what lies are. And so the Lord would wake me up in the middle of the night and say something like, you know, Catherine, you're beautiful. And I'm like, okay, Lord, thanks. You know, I'm like, you know, because we're in the middle of the night. Um, but there are parts of me that were feeling really ugly. And there are reasons for that. Because ugly things happened to me and it made me feel ugly right? And that needed to be healed. So he would do this ministry and this would happen for like night after night for six months. And then I kind of knew that I was kind of gelling with this mind renewal as I was getting it. Okay, I'm beautiful. I'm just beautiful. That's just what it is. It's just, yes, thank you. I'm beautiful. You can be beautiful. Thank you. And that, you know, that just kind of settles. So it's a secure thing, not a fluffy, buffy, puffy thing. I'm mean, like, who wants that? But something that's solid because of course we're beautiful because we're made in the image and likeness of the altogether love lovely one. So of course you are ding to ding. And we're, you're not feeling that that just needs ministry. And so that's what he would be doing. And I knew I was making progress <laughs> when he, when he start changing the program, he'd be like, you know, you know what, Catherine, you're really powerful. I'm like, Oh, I must've gotten the beautiful one. Hallelujah. <laughs> because we're on a powerful now. So there are places where I was feeling insecure and powerless and whatever. And he'd be like, you're really powerful. And I just start meditating and meditating. That's part of, of, of getting it in your system. When the word meditation is the word hagach. And it's, it's where you chew over and over and over and over. And like, like, like a cow, like you, you swallow it and then you, 
it comes back up and you chew and chew and you're getting all the nutrients and you're assimilating it into your being. You're being transformed or transfigured by the renewing of your mind. And so, you know, there's seasons when he'll just the same stuff over and over. And I used to get really annoyed. I used to get really frustrated with myself because I thought I am so slow on the uptake, but I realized something. You know what? If that's what I needed, that's what I needed because I was starting to learn to be okay with myself and to love being me. And so if that's what I needed, that's what I needed. And that's what my father was going to do for me. My Holy Spirit was going to do for me to help me be transfigured and transformed and get a new default in my thinking. So my new default is I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. I'm what I'm, I'm, I'm precious. I'm, I'm valuable, whatever the Lord is telling you. And let me tell you, if it's the Lord, it's going to be something really good. You're significant. You're valuable. You're beautiful. You're powerful, right? You have a a voice. You've got something to say. You've got something to add. You've got something to give. You've got something to contribute that you've been chosen, that you're special, all of that. And that's all true. And so as we chew on it and, chew, and we start to assimilate it into our being so that what we know to be true, because a lot of us know what the word of God says. And if we are interpreting it rightly, it's going to be edifying. If we're not interpreting rightly, we'll probably be condemned. And that's why we are not to be conformed to this aeon, to this age, which is the law of Moses that condemns. Because under the law of Moses, you're never enough right? You're never enough. And God says, you're more than enough. You're complete in me. And because we're one, I I feel in everything that's missing and we're in union and there's nothing lacking in you. There's nothing unlovely about who you are. Now there's a bunch of ways of being that are lacking. There's a bunch of mindsets that are ugly, right? But that's not who you are. That's the way you're thinking. And that's what needs to be transformed and transfigured, right? So that you're actually living this life more abundantly to the full till it overflows, right? Places where you feel alone, right? You hear this all the time. I just feel so alone. I feel it's so places where you've been abandoned or rejected or abused and, and things like that. And you were by yourself at that time in, in your human experience. Well, that human experience is going to say something. And what says something to you that's a lot, God's going to be after that puppy, like a duck on a June bug. He's going to be after that thing because it's messing with his kids. Right. And, you know, so we get to relax and let the Lord lead us. That's part of our salvation. The word salvation is the word sozo, which is saved, healed, delivered. So, so, you know, we're not talking about whether go to hell when I die. It's like keeping the hell out of your life in the here and now and for eternity. You get it all, baby. Right. But. You get it all and it unfolds before you. And you see the sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. So what is God saying to you about um, what he's challenging in your thinking, right? What is he saying to you? I'm going to read some, uh, some other quotes, which are really great about this whole concept of thinking. Um, this is from Mahatma Gandhi or Mahatma Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. 
Uh, it says, a man is but the product of his thoughts, what he thinks he becomes. Gee, where have we heard that before? I think Mahatma Gandhi was tracking with Jesus whether he was worshipping him or knew he was worshipping him or not. Just FYI. Um, I love this one um, by Norman Vincent Peale. Change your thoughts and you will change your world. And we have to understand the world that we live in, that we experience, is going to be filtered through our thoughts, which will color everything and will actually draw things to us or repel things from us. And I'm not trying to get all, um, you know, this whole new age thing with this law of attraction is actually a Jesus thing. Okay. Um, and so a lot of times, um, you know, we do attract things to us. We do attract things because of our thinking. If you think you're worthless, you're going to attract people who tend to be abusive and are going to tend to, tend to um, confirm the lie. And that's how we start to dwindle in our lives. We get a lie as a seed, as a weed, and it, we, we didn't pluck it up, okay? And then things happen, and it confirmed the lie over and over, and we get in these patterns, and then it becomes a stronghold, which is that way because the hold is strong over our lives. But guess what? Love is stronger, Hallelujah. So as you are operating in union with the one who loved you and gave himself up for you, he's going to be challenging those things all the time. So the more you're practicing your the presence of God or practicing your union with God or abiding in the vine or however you're defining it, the more Holy Spirit is challenging you in your thought life. And so if you wonder, like, you know, God, what's the program? What are we, what are we, what are we challenging? What are we, what are, how, how am I being upgraded in my thinking so I can be upgraded in my being transfigured into the image of Christ? Uh, and so my, my, the world around me, right, is being transfigured. It's, it's, it's all, man, it's all one and the same seamless process. So ask the Lord, what is he working, uh, in you today? To help you come up higher and challenge those defaults. So those defaults become God defaults. You know, if you were tracking all the time in your subconscious and alignment with your conscious uh, realm with I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, I'm valuable, right? I can do all things. I'm never alone, right? Um, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm content. I'm peaceful. Uh, I have something to contribute. I have a voice, right? I'm, I'm healthy. I'm whole. Uh, all of those things. Uh, you're going to live a great life, right? Life more abundantly to the full told overflows, maybe, right? Um, I love this one from Eleanor Roosevelt. With the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. Isn't that beautiful? You see, because God's mercy is renewed every day and he has grace for the day. And a lot of times that will come right in those with new strength and new thoughts. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, um, for those of you who have heard about my son, Robert, you might want to go back and listen, you know, to some of the old, older videos where I talk a lot about Robert, but he comes up because he's such a great case in point and he's such a person in process and he's so awesome. I love talking about him, but he has lots of struggles because of the autism piece. And so, you know, a lot of times uh, at the end of the day, um, a lot of times he's doing fine. And then he starts to think these really crappy thoughts. And then he starts to be ramping up. And I'm like, 
Robert, the time to think about all these things that are fearful for your heart is not at the end of the day when you're tired. Um, uh, you know, when you're tired, you know, fatigue makes, you know, uh, makes wimps out of all of us, right? Um, so these are not the times to be grappling with that. This is a time to be resting so you can wake up with a new day with the strength for a new day with some new thoughts. Right. So sometimes when I know I'm not at my best, when I'm feeling tired, when maybe I'm, I'm, I'm fighting something off like a cold or something. Um, you know, when maybe I've just had a, 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 a falling out with someone or whatever, you know, and I'm just not feeling really good. Well, this is not the time to start perseverating on bigger things that I don't have the bandwidth to handle. And a lot of times when I get in that place, I'm like, I'm just thinking stupid thoughts right now. So I'm just not going to take seriously what I'm thinking right now. And we have the capacity to do that. As human beings, we have the capacity, unlike other mammals, to, to stand outside ourselves and evaluate what we're thinking. Like, dang, that's a really crazy thought right there. Man, that is so jacked up. Did you see that? That is, wow. That thinking is, and so you can, you can have the thoughts, but you don't have to take them too hard. This goes into the, I'm not thinking right, right now. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to give credence to the stupid that's going on in my brain right now. And that's actually a really, really good idea. The problem is, right? How many of you just, uh, you can raise your, uh, you know, social media, whatever, podcast hand have like thought like ever been like driven across the bridge and thought I should drive this car off the bridge okay um most people have had like stupid thoughts like that and we get into trouble when we start taking those too seriously now depending on your thoughts about the enemy of our souls the devil whatever that you can think well that was a demon whatever that whatever wherever that stupid came from it is not what God is saying, right? So you said, yeah, I had that crazy thought and that thought just going straight on out my, my brain, right? Because I am, I, I, I'm taking it captive. I'm making it obedient to Christ. And what is Christ saying? Well, live your life more abundantly, drive safely, right? <laughs> right? You're, you have no contribution if you're dead. Right. And so, uh, you know, we have these thoughts all the time. And when we start to take them seriously is when we start to run into problems. Like, man, I'm really suicidal. Oh my God. I guess I really was depressed and like, oh man. Yeah. That's right. That I, oh, no wonder, you know, and then you could really talk yourself into a depression because you didn't take that silly thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So it's important. Part of the awareness that we need is to think about what we're thinking, because the more we're going to think on things, the more we're going to create ruts of programs and the more we're going to create default programs. And if that's not the way you want to be thinking, I'm safe, I'm powerful, I'm loved, I'm valuable. With long life, I'm satisfied, right? And shown my salvation, quote unquote, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm, you know, whatever. Um, if that's how, that's what you, that's, that's what you can choose to meditate on. And when you think of something aberrant, a rogue thought kind of gets in there. Well, you know, you really don't need to worry about if it's you, God or the devil, just like, 
that was just dumb in any flavor. It wouldn't be dumb if God said it, but <laughs> right. But so I'm just really not going to give that much credence, right? You know, and and uh, and I think sometimes we 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 can really freak ourselves out. We can really um, hamstring ourselves, and we need to make sure that we are on, getting on our own sides. That our default is life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. So when something happens, you're like, well, yeah, that really sucks. But man, one way or the other, this is going to turn out good, right? You can, you know what? You can always say that, right? I I have no idea. That is really crappy. But you know what? One way or the other, it's going to be okay, right? And you, you even say that to yourself, you feel better. Because let me say this, you have survived, you have survived so far and you've done a lot of thriving and maybe you've just really, you know, I, I know people uh, that are listening to this have gotten some really just horrendous hits. And so we do need to, to, to grieve and we do need to do the things that we need to do. I mean, you know, in this world, we, we, we are, we will have tribulation, but we really can cheer up because Christ has overcome the world. Let me give you a couple more of these uh, quotes that I looked at. Um, the key to abundance is meeting limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts. Isn't that good? See, because you're not, how, how limited is God? Okay, so you can take the lid off your thoughts, right? Um, what about this one? Our life always expresses the result of our dominant thoughts. That's Soren Kierkegaard, right? Um, and that's true. So if you're looking at your life and there's something you're not liking, there's probably a thinking process that, like, God, where am I thinking crappy? And then you let the Lord, so what should I be thinking? And start to meditate on that and let the Lord minister it to you. Because sometimes it's not just a matter of shoving down the word. I did that for years. And you know what? It just made me feel like I wanted to puke it right back up, right? You got to digest it. You got to engage with it. Whatever, whether it's a word like on scripture or whether it's word from some inspired thing. Like these things are inspired things. Uh, if God gave you a word, right? Well, let's just meditate and let that minister to your heart. And then you pay attention to what comes up when God, um, you know, ministers something. Say, so let's use the example. Let's say, um, uh, when he said, Catherine, you're powerful. Well, if he, if, if he's, if, if God said, Catherine, you're powerful, but something comes up in me, yeah, but, right? Yeah, but. Okay. So, so, now, who's probably right here? Probably God. <laughs> and so, but in the places where my yeah, but came up, that's something that needs ministry. Because yeah, but there's some part of me that doesn't feel that. Maybe there's a little, um, you know, um, a little girl in there or something, a little part, four-year-old part or whatever that got traumatized and felt completely helpless. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe it's something recent. Maybe, you know, um uh, you know, I lost something, uh, recently. And so it feels like I'm helpless and without power. And so that's the place to have God come in and minister to that pain point. So in this pain where I'm feeling like completely helpless and powerless, uh, just minister, just minister what you want me to know here, what you want me to feel that maybe you need to, maybe you need comfort. 
Uh, maybe you need encouragement. Maybe you need to be reminded that, oh, dang, a part, you know, I, I'm not alone here. Because as I remain in him, in him and me, I bear much fruit. Apart from him, I can do nothing, but I'm not apart from him. So I'm bearing much fruit. So minister my union with you. What does you and me look like together here in the place where I feel powerless? So I may feel powerless, but like, but I'm with you. So last time I checked, you're not hard up. And if I think you're hard up, well, that needs ministry too, right? So we let the Lord minister in the places where the truth is not feeling like the truth. So you pay attention to what comes up and let the Lord minister to that. That's how you challenge those defaults that are aberrant, okay? And you change those defaults so that you're thinking like Jesus. If Jesus's mind is in you and you're really thinking with his mind, you're not going to have a problem for long, right? Right? Um, you're, you're, you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to feel powerless. You're not going to feel like you don't have a voice. You're not going to feel ugly. You're not going to feel shameful. You're not going to feel like, oh, I... I'm powerless against this addiction or whatever, right? That this is just not how it's going to roll, right? And so God can minister that to you. And he's available for you 24 hours a day on your good hair days, on your bad hair days, in the middle of the night, uh, when you don't have someone to encourage you. You, you. you can't even think of encouraging yourself. Maybe you've been flat on your back, you know? Um, all of that, God is there to minister that truth so your default way of thinking can be in line with his default way of thinking and life is really good. Listen, if Holy Spirit's job is to conform us into the image of Christ, you know, that does not mean that we're all going to grow a beard and wear white robes. I mean, I'm saying, okay, it's going to be how we think. It's going to be our ways of being. It's going to be the ways that we see ourselves. it's going to be the ways that we react and respond. It's going to look like love. It's going to look like wholeness. And that is your original identity. So he's stripping everything away that's not like that and adding into things where there seems to be a deficit because we really are complete in him. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing and an encouragement. Think about what you think. Engage with God about it. You don't need to be ashamed. You don't need to be afraid. Um, but bring it up. If it's ugly, it just needs ministry, right? Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. And I'd love to hear uh, what what God is working on with you. Um, that's fun to compare notes sometimes. Uh, and I'd like to stand in agreement for what he's working on in your life in you, in your way of thinking. Um, and you know what? We all get to come up higher and it's beautiful. It's powerful. We get to be one as he and the father are one. And that's what we're called to be. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening and watching. You have an amazing day. Share this with someone who needs it. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.